Welcome and happy Father's Day sa lahat ng mga mga tatay na dyan. Today, I want to share with you some dad hacks. Alam mo yung ibig sabihin, hack, you know, something that will help you to be a better dad. And the first thing we need to know is uh, the Bible is our best friend in terms of being a father. The Bible is to remind you to build your life on the Word of God. A wise man builds his life on the Word of God. Jesus said in Matthew 7 verse 24, everyone who hears the words of Christ, or the words, puts them into practice, he's like a wise man who builds his house on a rock. But the house did not fall, kahit na dumating ang mga bagyo, the streams rose and the winds were so strong, it did not fall because this house had its foundation on the rock. Now the rock, sa Bible, alam na natin, that is Jesus. Jesus is the rock, the rock of our salvation, uh, the rock that cannot be moved, cannot be shaken. Men, fathers, you will have storms of life that will come there will be streams of trials and winds of change and pressures in life. Lots of responsibilities and pressures. You got to be sure to build your life, your family on the rock, on Jesus. Because, and, and the Word of God is Jesus. He is God's expression, God's Word. Jesus is the rock that will nev- never crumble. And so, you're going to build your life on these four things. We're calling it F4. These F4s are things that you want to build your life on. So let this Bible always remind you to build your house, your life on these four things. F number one is faith. Build your faith by applying God's Word. Faith is like a muscle. It can be strong and healthy. Or faith can be weak and malambot. The Bible says in Romans 10.17 that faith comes by hearing. Hearing the word of Christ. Faith is built stronger and healthier tuwing nakakarinig ka ng word of God. The next F, F2, is family. Build your family by being a good shepherd. Yes, God's plan for a man, for a father is to be a shepherd of the family. Like God is our shepherd, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, John 10, verse 11. Psalms 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. So, gagaya natin si God. And four main roles of a shepherd is to guide, provide, protect, and correct. Guide speaks of leadership. Leading to green pastures, it says in Psalms 23. Leading to still waters, calm waters. Also, a father should provide. That means, just like God prepares a table for us with lots of food, lots of what we need, and my cup overflows. And then the third role is to protect. Fathers protect, just like God protects us. Pag nasa dangerous na valleys, valley of death, 
I will not fear because he's with me. The father is always in the house. Dad is with me. So dad's, your hack is to be a good shepherd and never leave your family. And then the fourth one is to correct. You know, correct is when the shepherd has that staff, the may hook, that is to gently redirect the sheep. And fathers are to be hands-on and proactive sa pag-re-redirect, sa pag-co-correct ng kanyang mga anak. And the third F is finances. So build your finances on Jesus Christ. Paano? By putting God first. How do we build our finances on the rock, solid, stable? By putting God number one in our lives, including sa financial. God's principles are that we trust Him bilang provider. And for you bilang father, to become a provider, you first need to trust God as your provider so that you can then overflow provisions sa mga anak mo. You know, in this world, alam na natin na people are chasing money. But it should not be sa Christian father because we are not in the system of this world. We're in a kingdom of God. And when you chase money, akala mo, ito ang makakapag-fulfill. Yung habul ka ng pera, ito, I have a hundred dollar bill here. And if you're looking for dollars, maybe you want the job to earn big bucks, and you want to have uh, more and more, and kung yan ang magiging number one uh, priority sa buhay mo, I'm telling you, it cannot make you happy. Chasing money will not fulfill you. If you look closely, this dollar bill is actually fake. At first, it looks real. This is not real. It's fake. It's from China. It's got uh, some markings on it. Chasing money will bring you to fake fulfillment. Hindi lasting, hindi solid. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 9 to 10. It says, those who want to be rich fall into temptation and a trap and then into many foolish and harmful desires that launch people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. True happiness, true blessings, respect, fulfillment, it doesn't come from money. Money can't buy love, a healthy self-image. Money can't ensure salvation and eternal life. Money can't keep a family together. Fathers, you need to pursue God and let Him provide true life. Tatay ko laging nagdadala ng tithe sa church and he taught us to be wise spenders and to be tithers. And when you spend below your means, are committed to work hard, God blesses you and brings you into great provisions just like a good shepherd does. Luke chapter 12, verse 34 says, Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Your heart will always follow 
where you prioritize and where you put your money. Ecclesiastes chapter 6 verse 2 says, God gives some people wealth, possessions, honor, so that they lack nothing their heart desires. But God does not grant them the ability to enjoy them. And strangers enjoy them instead. So build your finances by putting God first. The fourth F is future. Build your faith, your family, finances, and build your future by trusting God in all things. Romans 8:28. All things will work together in your future for those who love the Lord and are called according to His purposes. In decision-making, a father needs to remember Proverbs 3, verse 6, to trust the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. Jeremiah 29, 11, Sabi ng Dios, I have plans that I know are going to be good for you. Plans not to harm you, but to prosper you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So we want the Bible to be reminding us always to build your life on the Word of God. And the second thing I want to share with you is a piece of a puzzle. Look at this. It's a piece of a puzzle to remind you to focus on the big picture in life. If you just look at what's printed on this piece of the puzzle, hindi mo makikita, hindi mo ma-appreciate kung ano ba talaga ito in the big picture. Minsan kasi mga tatay, tayo mga lalaki, we just look at kung ano yung problema ngayon. Kung ano yung karanasan, kung ano yung situation, and maybe the money or the family, and hanggang dito lang. But God is calling us to see the big picture. Focus on the big picture in life. There's a bigger picture that you're a part of. God has a plan and a purpose. And we need to keep our eyes focused on things above. Mga heavenly things. Eternal things. Colossians 3 verse 2 says, Think only about what is up there and not just what is here on earth. And the illustration that I remember in the movie The Shack, the man was only able to see yung gulo ng mga halaman. They were chopping up the plants and breaking some of the flowers down and tearing them apart. And he was wondering, bakit ang gulo sa, sa nakikita niya? And then the camera zooms out and above. And when you could look at it from a higher perspective, ang ganda ng design. The plants were in a beautiful, beautiful design. And that shows that what you see today is not everything. What's happening in your family, what's happening in your life right now is just a part of the big picture that God is doing in our lives. There's a bigger picture. And when I look at the puzzle here, I see, okay, now here's the bigger picture. This is just just one piece but there's a much bigger picture and this is what we need to focus on God's kingdom God's eternal plan God's purposes for your life and then the second thing is just remember that you're just a part of God's bigger plan an important piece 
but not the whole picture all by yourself. God has divine connections. That's the people in your world that God connected you to to help you fulfill His overall plan and purpose. You're not meant to do life alone. And you're not meant to just connect with just anybody. You know, major decisions, major milestones in life which you cannot fulfill by yourself, you can fulfill when you are divinely connected to those people that God brought in your life. May mga tao na naging kabahagi ng buhay ko who stretched my faith, planted dreams of hopes in me for buying mga property for the church and I never would have done that without the divine connections. I never would have met Bambi without uh, si Pastor Ancho. I would never would have gotten married. I would still be single if I didn't have people speaking into my life and encouraging me. We wouldn't have a son today. Uh, if I didn't have my parents and I wasn't connected to them, I would have missed on so many lessons in life. Sila Jake and Connie McLeod. Sila din ang naging divine connection sa amin. And through that, we were able to get started on many different projects, especially the new building. Fathers, we need to value the right relationships that God has brought into our lives so that we can become the person that God has called you to be and to do all the things that God has called you to do. And the third thing that I want you to remember is this cutter. This is to remind you that you need to cut certain things out of your life. In John chapter 15 verse 1, Jesus said, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. He cuts it out. And this is regarding mga sagabal sa paglago at pagbunga. God wants to cut some things away, not because He wants to hurt us, but because He wants to increase our capacity to bear good fruit. Putulin ang mga toxic relationships. May mga people maaring na kailangan na i-cut out of your life. Example, I was counseling a young couple and yung lalaki had been cheating sa asawa niya dahil daw ang mga friends niya nagyaya ng inuman sa bar with girls na lasing at nawala siya ng self-control. Kaya sumama sa babae, cheated, nakaroon siya ng affair. And sa totoo lang yung kaibigan daw niya, it's not even close sa kanya. It just so happened to be kasama, sila, kasama niya sa trabaho. They're not even that close. So you should not just have anybody or everybody who's speaking into your life, influencing where you go, what you do, because it can become very toxic kung hindi siya aligned sa kalaoban ng Diyos, kung hindi siya divine connection. You have to cut that out. And Jesus said in Matthew 5 verse 30, if your right hand makes you stumble and leads you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it's better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Now, I don't think Jesus literally means to cut off 
your right hand kasi pwedeng ka mak- pwedeng pwedeng ka makasala na with your left hand but the right hand sa bible always represents a person's power his protection the strength and security of a person so ang sinasabi ni Jesus dito is representing that where your help comes from if the thing or the person you're depending on relying on the person you need or the thing that you can't live without you can't function without that Jesus said if something like that even though it's important even valuable to you like a friend trabaho TV internet whatever it is that causes you to stumble cut it off yeah that's drastic but better to be drastic than to go down the path towards hell. 1 Corinthians 15.35 says, Bad company corrupts good character. 2 Corinthians 6.14 Paul says, Don't be teamed up with those who reject God. Those who don't love the Lord. So anything or anyone can be an idol in your life if it competes with God for the loyalty in your life it needs to be cut away cut away from the first place of your life it could be a toxic relationship something that's not helping you move forward in the will of god get it out cut let that cutter remind you to cut out certain things if it's sagabal sa relationship mo sa dios and number 4 is a rubber band now a rubber band is to remind us to always be flexible if you google uh, rubber band hacks. Marami magagawa sa isang rubber band because it stretches. Ano ang magagawa mo sa rubber band na hindi mo in-stretch o ginagamit? Kasi relax lang. Walang silbi. But to be stretchable means to be willing to adjust, to learn, change, and grow. It's expanding your worldview, transforming the way that you're used to thinking. If you allow God to pull you out from your familiar zone, well, you can go from here to there. So get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Being flexible and changeable is a superpower because there's more in you than you think. More potential, but you won't know it until you're stretched. As you keep learning, and keep growing, you'll discover your new normal is much higher and better than ever before. God has designed you to be able to handle stretching without breaking. In fact, that's how you get stronger. As you stretch, it might hurt a little. That's how muscles grow. But when you pull back in, the muscles build back up and you have benefits of experience and wisdom healing and it becomes a step ladder for you to win again at future stretches so grow to your next level by reaching forward stretching towards God's highest calling Isaiah 54 verse 2 says enlarge the place of your tents and stretch your tent curtains wide don't hold back but lengthen your cord strengthen your stakes and real men have got to be like a rubber band. Also, in that the primary function, ang isang rubber band, is to hold 
a group of objects together. If you have like a big handful of pencils and you need to hold these together, a rubber band is perfect. That it might stretch, you might have to really work it, but imagine if this was your family. Guys, fathers, no matter what, you've got to hold your family together. Don't ever break up the family. Keep it together and don't leave your family, even if you think there's a good reason, money or whatever. If your wife leaves, don't let it go that way. Go after her, win her back. If your family has been broken, you're not alone. Others have experienced that and my compassion is just growing every time I talk to someone that had a broken family. But you can start this day giving God your total surrender and ask Him to heal and restore your family relationships. And if your family is still together, thank God for that. But prevention is better than cure. Stay flexible and remember your primary function as a rubber band believer is to hold the family together. And number five is clay. Now this clay will remind you to stay teachable. Bambi likes to say hot, humble, obedient, and teachable. It means you're moldable and you're willing to learn. Isaiah chapter 64, 8 says, O Lord, you are the potter and we are the clay. And in Isaiah chapter 45, verse 9, it says that the clay does not say to the one molding it, man, what are you doing? Things that are made don't have the power to question the one who made them. So for a clay, two things. We need to get watered. The potter cannot mold or shape clay if it's dried out and hardened. He's got to pour water into the clay to make it soft and transformable. Well, in the Bible, water represents the Word of God. and God uses His Word to soften our hearts, to mold and shape and transform us. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26 says that the Word of God, he, God makes us holy and pure, cleansing us through the showering of the pure water of the Word of God. So we want to get watered. We also want to get centered. The potter's wheel is round, but the, the clay has to stay in the middle. It cannot be off to the side. It has to be balanced there in the middle. And that's important that we also are centered in Christ. And that means being committed to His will. Being like clay means we trust and submit to God's Word, God's will, and God's way. His Word has got to continually be poured into our lives. God's will has to be number one. What He wants to make you into, not what you think you should become. And God's way is when you stay in the center of His will, even during times of processing, even during times of pressure. 
So I hope these five illustrations are good hacks to help you become the best father that you can be. We need the Bible to remind us to build our lives on the Word of God. We need to have a, that piece of puzzle that will help you remind you to focus on the big picture in life. You've got a cutter to help remind you to cut certain things out of your life. And you've got a rubber band to remind you to stay flexible. And you've got some clay to remind you to be teachable and humble, watered and centered in God's Word and God's will, God's way. And we just hope and pray that as you continue to love your wife and love your children and lead and father, that you will submit to your father and let him father you as only he knows how. He's a good, good father. He wants to help you be a good, good father too. So we love you fathers. We honor you fathers. Have a happy Father's Day as you serve God and your family. Great fruit will follow. In this next video that you will watch, it's called The Father's Love Letter. And it's all galing sa Bible verses. Na assemble lang in a pictorial way. And it's telling how God sees you and thinks about you. So as you listen to this, imagine that your daddy, God, is speaking to you in love and wants to communicate a very important message to you through this letter. Ang love letter ng Ama Aking anak, marahil hindi mo ako kilala. Subalit batid ko ang lahat tungkol sa iyo. Batid ko kapag ikay nakaupo at kapag ikay nakatindig. Batid ko ang lahat ng gawain mo. Maging ang mga buhok mo sa ulo ay aking nabibilang. Pagkat ikay nilikha sa aking wangis. Sa akin ikay buhay, nakakilos at kanap. Pagkat ikay nagbuhat sa akin. Kilala na kita bago ka pa pinaglihi. Hinirang na kita nang balakin ko ang paglikha. Hindi ka isang pagkakamali pagkat lahat ng araw mo'y nakatitik sa aking aklat. Aking tinakda ang panahon ng iyong pagsilang at saan ka mananahan. Buong ingat at buong inang kitang nilikha. Aking hinugis ang lahat mong sangkap sa sinapupunan ng iyong ina at iniluwal ka sa araw ng iyong pagsilang. Ako'y diwastong pinakilala ng mga hindi nakakakilala sa akin. Di ako malayo ni galit. Sa halip ako'y ganap na kapahayagan ng pag-ibig. At nasa kong puspusin kita ng aking pag-ibig. Dahil ikay aking anak at ako ang iyong ama. Aking ihandog sa iyo ang higit pa sa maaaring ibigay ng iyong ama. Dahil ako ang ganap na ama. Lahat ng mabuting kaloob na iyong tinatanggap ay galing sa aking kamay. Pagkat ako ang nagkakaloob at katatagpuin ko ng lahat ng iyong pangangailangan. Aking plano para sa iyong kinabukasan ay laging puspos ng pag-asa. Pagkat ikay mahal ko nang walang hanggang pag-ibig. 
ang aking isipan patungkol sa iyo ay sindami ng buhangin sa dalampasigan. At ako'y masayang aawit sa iyo ng may kagalakan. Ako'y dititigil sa paggawa ng mabuti sa iyo dahil ikaw ang aking pinakamamahal na kayamanan. Aking nais na patatagin ka ng buong puso't kaluluwa ko at nais kong ipahayag sa iyo ang mga dakilat mahihiwagang bagay. Kung ako'y buong puso mong hanapin, ako'y iyong masusumpungan. Hanapin mo sa akin ang iyong kaligayahan at aking ibibigay ang mga naisin ng iyong puso pagkat ako ang nagbigay ng iyong mga naisin. Ako'y makagagawa ng higit sa iyong iniisip dahil ako ang iyong dakilang mga aliw. Ako din ang ama na aaliw sa iyo sa lahat ng kapighatian. Kapag ikaibigo, ako'y malapit sa iyo. Tulad ng pagkanlong ng pastol sa isang tupa, kinanlong kita palapit sa aking puso. Isang araw papahirin ko ang bawat luha sa iyong mga mata at aking papawi ng lahat ng hirap na iyong dinanas sa mundong ito. Ako ang iyong ama at iniibig kita gaya ng aking pag-ibig sa aking anak na si Jesus. Pagkat kay Jesus, ang pag-ibig ko sa iyo ay nahayag. Siya ang ganap na sinag ng aking pagkadiyos. Siya ay dumating upang ipakita na ako ay panik sa iyo at hindi laban sa iyo. At upang sabihin sa iyo na hindi ko pinipilang ang iyong mga kasalanan. Si Jesus ay namatay upang ikaw at ako ay pagkasundo. Ang kanyang kamatayan ay naging ganap na kapahayagan na ng aking pag-ibig sa iyo. Aking pinagkaloob ang lahat ng aking iniibig upang makamit ang iyong pag-ibig. Kung iyong tatanggapin ang kaloob ng aking anak na si Jesus, tinanggap mo rin ako. At wala nang makapaghihiwalay sa iyo sa aking pag-ibig. Pungwi ka na sa akin at ako'y magpapahanda ng pinakamalaking handaan na mangyayari sa langit. Ako ang ama sa pasimula pa at palaging magiging ama. Ang tanong ay, maaari ba kitang maging anak? Ako ay nakihintay sa iyo. Nagmamahal yung tatay makapangyarihang Diyos. Diyos.